0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. This
1: is Riot Radio News. I'm Stuart Bennell. This is what's making news this hour. Ontario reported a record high of 1,388 new COVID-19 cases yesterday, as well as 15 additional deaths. Yesterday marked the third time in four days that the daily new case count has reached record highs and the fifth consecutive day of over a 1,000 new cases. The number of current cases in Ontario is now over 10,000 for the first time since the pandemic began. The trial for the man accused of killing 10 people and injuring 16 others in a van attack in 2018 began yesterday. Alec Manassian, a 28-year-old Richmond Hill man started his trial by entering a plea of not criminally responsible. This defense shifts the onus from the Crown to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt to Manassian's lawyer, who will try to prove on a balance of probabilities that Manassian had a mental disorder which made him lose sight of right and wrong. In sports, just one NFL game tomorrow with the Tennessee Titans hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Sunday we'll see an additional 13 games as the league continues towards their playoffs. And Major League Soccer playoffs begin on Friday, with New England facing off against Montreal Impact and Nashville versus Inter-Miami later that night. Toronto FC will host their first game of the playoffs on November 24th against the highest-seeded play-in winner. Riot Radio weather. Cloudy today, with showers ending early this afternoon. A high of 11, with a low of 2 degrees later tonight. It's currently 10 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Stuart Bunnell. You're
2: listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. I love coffee,
1: I love tea. Hey, welcome to Coffee Break. I'm your host, Stuart Bennell. On today's show, we're going to discuss the late, great Alex Trebek, who died on Sunday. And after that, we're going to talk about the absolute train wreck that followed the outcome of the U.S. presidential election. That's all coming up today on Coffee Break on Riot Radio.
0: News, events, people, and places. This is DC Focus. Where Durham College shares news about the
1: Durham region. This week on DC Focus, we'll be remembering more than we talk. As you know, November 11th is a day of remembrance for the 61,000 Canadians who died in the First World War and for every other Canadian in every conflict since then. Every year, Oshawa holds a Remembrance Day parade, which is always very well attended by local veterans, active members of the Ontario Regiment, and cadet units. It's always been encouraging to me how well Durham remembers the fallen. Of course, 2020 is not a year like any other. This year, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Oshawa Remembrance Day Parade has been cancelled. I don't think there's too much backlash to that decision, considering the most recent numbers of new cases, but I can understand a certain level of disappointment in being unable to share this day with those closest to us. If you wish to participate in some way, Oshawa is hosting a virtual ceremony at 10.30 this morning on Rogers Television Cable 10 and online at rogerstv.com slash Durham. If you are unable to tune in at that time, or if you're hearing this after the ceremony is over, just make a point of taking a moment to remember today. It's not ideal, but it's all we have this year. If I had the clearance, I would just sit here with you for a moment of silence. But like so much of 2020, I think that's just something we'll have to do on our own. With a little more time and patience, we'll be able to get together for the things that really matter before long. Until then, we just have to keep safe and look out for each other from a distance. That's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
1: Welcome back to Coffee Break. Stuart here with you on this cloudy Wednesday morning. We had some sad news over the weekend with the passing of Jeopardy host Alex Trebek. He hosted Jeopardy for 35 years, which is just insane to me. But he clearly loved what he did, and he did it with unmatched professionalism and class. Jeopardy simply won't be the same without him. Although, it will be interesting to see who ends up replacing him as the host. I'm sure there are so many people chomping at the bit for that position, but I certainly couldn't do it, and I honestly wouldn't really want to. It's not that I don't like the idea of the job, but it'll have an automatic expectation from the start. Trying to step into the shoes of a television broadcast giant like Trebek would be like singing Halo After Beyonce at karaoke night, it won't be easy to step into that role, but I will tip my hat to anyone who has the courage to try. And this might just be my Canadian pride showing, but I'd like another Canadian to take it on. Sure, Jeopardy! is played almost exclusively by Americans, recorded by Americans, and distributed by Americans, but Trebek was Canadian. And he was the one that everyone remembers. Alex Trebek's last recorded episode of Jeopardy! is set to air on Christmas Day. I imagine it'll be bittersweet, but I'm going to watch it anyway.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
1: So, there was an election south of the border last week. I don't know if you noticed... But oh my word, what a ride. The US presidential election is always a huge spectacle. It goes on for months and months, and it's just excruciatingly complicated from start to finish. I know I don't understand the whole thing, but at the end of the day, it always comes down to two candidates. By now, everybody knows that Joe Biden is president-elect and that Donald Trump lost the election. I don't think anyone is surprised at the denial rhetoric that's been coming out of his mouth, his Twitter account, and the rest of his administration since he lost. But his address on Saturday just took the cake. Because even at my most cynical, I never would have guessed that Trump would call a press conference at a landscaping company parking lot in between a crematorium and an uh, adult entertainment shop. I was at a point where I thought to myself, nah, the Trump administration can't possibly surprise me again. And I was wrong. I was just flat out wrong. Now, is it possible that someone working for Trump simply got the wrong address? Sure it is. Like, I punched in the wrong address myself just this weekend. East and west ends of streets just complicate navigation. But the quickest Google search of Four Seasons Philadelphia gives you the hotel he was after. Not a landscaping company, it gives you the actual Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia. So it's equally possible that someone made that mistake on purpose, which makes the situation five times funnier. Oh man, American politics have just been a dumpster fire for the last four years. It's it's really exhausting to watch. Let's just hope Canadian politicians don't get any funny ideas. Well, that's it for Coffee Break this week. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to stay tuned to hear the rest of my classmates bring you more news, campus information, and informative talk here on Riot Radio. I'll be back next week with another edition of Coffee Break, brewed fresh just for you. Until then, take care, stay caffeinated, and have a lovely afternoon.
0: This is Riot Radio News.
4: It's 12 p.m. I'm Marissa Ramcharan. This is a Riot Radio News update. Democratic leader Joe Biden has defeated President Donald Trump to become the 46th President of the United States. Biden's victory came on Saturday, November 7th, after more than three days of uncertainty as election officials sorted through a surge of mail-in votes that delayed the processing of some ballots. Biden crossed the 270 electoral college votes with a win in Pennsylvania. The final vote count was 290 for Biden and 214 for Trump. In a statement, Biden said that he was humbled by the victory and that it was time for the battered nation to set aside its differences. Kamala Harris also made history as the first Black and South Asian woman to become Vice President, an achievement that comes as the U.S. faces an increase on racial justice issues. Harris will become the highest ranking woman ever to serve in government, four years after Trump defeated Hillary Clinton. The inauguration date of Joe Biden is scheduled for January 20, 2021. In Sports it was a busy day for the NFL Sunday as the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Dallas Cowboys 24-19, the Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 31-26, and the Miami Dolphins took down the Arizona Cardinals 34-31. For our three-day weather forecast, It looks like the warm weather is here to stay for a few more days. Today will be mainly sunny with a high of 17 and a low of 14. On Wednesday, there is a chance of showers with a high of 15 and a low of 14. And on Thursday, it will be mainly sunny with cooler temperatures of 9 and a low of 4. This has been your Riot Radio News Update. Thank you so much for listening to messages from mars i'm your host marissa Ramtran and it's a pleasure to be spending this time with you today's show is going to be an awesome one for dc focus i'm going to talk about the return of the gm plant in oshawa and what that means for the durham region and its residents i'm also going to spend some time talking about what's going on in the land of entertainment with two segments The addition of prominent black TV shows on Netflix Canada, as well as Johnny Depp leaving the Fantastic Beasts movie franchise.
0: News, events, people and places. This is DC Focus, Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham region.
4: On DC Focus this week, I'll be talking about the reopening of the Oshawa GM plant. Less than a year after what we thought would be the last oshawa made GM vehicle, Unifor and GM Canada have announced that they will restart auto assembly at the Oshawa GM plant in 2022. The plant will manufacture light and heavy-duty pickup trucks. The announcement also means the return of up to 2,500 jobs and a $1.3 billion investment from GM in its Oshawa assembly plant. UNIFOR National President Jerry Diaz made the announcement on Thursday, November 5th after the union settled on a new collective agreement with GM Canada in the early hours of the morning. GM is expected to hire between 1,400 and 1,700 hourly workers initially. However, Diaz said that the number could ultimately rise to 2,500. GM will start hiring these workers back with the first shift in August 2021 and in January of 2022. The second shift will take place in March and May of 2022. Diaz has also stated that there's a very strong possibility that a third shift will be introduced in July 2022. The announcement means that the 175 GM workers that are still on layoff from the Oshawa plant will be recalled. Then the union will discuss bringing back younger workers who received severance from GM when the plant closed. In his remarks, Diaz said that the reopening of the plan is an incredible victory for all of us. Today is a recommitment to the community of Oshawa from all those that are concerned. Uniform members will vote to ratify a new collective agreement on Sunday, November 8th.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here
4: on Riot Radio. This is Messages from Mars. I'm Marissa Ramchurin. Thank you for listening. Exciting news for fans of prominent Black television shows Sister Sister, Girlfriends, and Moesha as they are finally coming to Netflix Canada. Sister Sister was added to Netflix on November 6th Girlfriends will be added on November 13th, and Moesha November 20th. This news is very exciting after we poor Canadians have had to wait months to get our hands on these series, while our American neighbors have been able to watch them for months. Each of these series have had and continue to have an impact on multi-generations of Black and mixed girls and women. (laughs) Sister Sister, starring Tia and Tamera Mori, focuses on long-lost twin sisters who were adopted by different families before reuniting at 14 years old. Sister Sister has always had such a huge impact on young black and mixed girls because it has always portrayed us in a positive light and celebrated our differences and unique features and qualities. 80s and 90s babies had young girls to look up to that looked like us. Tia and Tamera had the same natural curly hair, which wasn't something that was popularized on TV. Bringing Sister-Sister on Netflix not only reignites so much nostalgia within me, but also gives me hope for the young girls of this generation that may be struggling with their identity and how they fit into the world. Luisha has always felt like the next logical step in the generation of girls and young women that are targeted. The show focuses on the life of an upper-middle-class black family through the eyes of a typical teenage girl named Moesha, played by R&B singer Brandy Norwood. Moesha is a more mature show than Sister Sister because it touches on real and tough social issues affecting teenagers, such as teen pregnancy, drug use, premarital sex, and race relations. Moesha is also part of the same universe as the next show that was added to Netflix. (laughs) Girlfriends, which features Tracy Ellis Ross, Persia White, Golden Brooks, and Jill Marie Jones, is definitely the more mature series out of the three. Girlfriends focuses on four strong young women who face life's ups and downs together. In other words, it's sex in the city for black women and women of color. Girlfriends explores situations and themes that are relatable for women in their 20s, 30s, and beyond. The excitement that flooded the Twitter sphere after the announcement of Sister Sister, Moesha and Girlfriends being added to Netflix is an example of why we all need representation in television and film. Each of these TV shows had and continue to have a huge impact on the lives of many black and mixed girls and women because they represent our upbringing, our struggles and our victories. It's so important to have fictional stories that reflect the stories of real people because it gives us visibility and a voice. You're listening to
3: the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
4: Welcome back to Messages from Mars. I'm your host, Marissa Ramcharan. Unfortunate news for fans of the Fantastic Beasts movie series as Johnny Depp has exited the franchise. Johnny Depp, known for portraying dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald, posted on Instagram on November 6th that he has been asked to resign from the role by Warner Brothers. Depp's exit from the Harry Potter spin-off series comes days after he lost his libel case against The Sun, a British tabloid that published an article in 2018 claiming that Depp was a wife-beater. Warner Brothers confirmed Depp's departure, and announced that his role will be recast before the third movie opens in theaters during the summer of 2022. In his statement, Depp thanked his fans for their support and loyalty, and advised that the appeal will not change his fight to tell the truth and appeal the verdict. I know that Johnny Depp's casting has been controversial from the beginning, because of domestic violence allegations that his ex-wife, Amber Heard, made. But I also know that since his initial casting, the truth behind Heard and Depp's marriage has become murky and unclear. There has been countless evidence against Heard that alleges that she has a history of abuse, not just towards Depp but an ex-girlfriend as well. Many fans have argued that since Depp was forced to resign from his role, then Heard should be too. Warner Brothers is behind the Aquaman movie series that Heard stars in alongside Jason Momoa, It's pretty hypocritical that both Depp and Heard are claiming that the other is abusive, yet it's only Depp that is being punished by the studio. Domestic violence is no joke, and if the allegations against Heard and Depp are both true, then they should both be penalized, not just one or the other. For now, all I really have to ask is, do we need another Fantastic Beast movie? Probably not. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Marissa Ramchand, and I'll see you next week on Messages from Mars on Riot Radio.
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio News.
5: I'm Richard Evans. This is what's making news this hour. Joe Biden is the 46th President-elect of the United States of America. The announcement made late this past Saturday morning, following days of ballot counting in several battleground states, Biden finally surpassed the 270 Electoral College votes, putting him well over the edge of President Trump. Top Canadian doctor Teresa Tam has revealed at a recent press conference that it's possible for COVID-19 to linger in the air longer than we might have expected, Tiny droplets, referred to as aerosols, have been noted to aid in the transmission of the virus, however, Dr. Tam reminds us that maintaining the status quo of social distancing, mask wearing and frequent hand washing are still the best defense against infection. Closer to home, Pickering Mayor Dave Ryan is under attack by environmentalists for fast-tracking a new housing development which is planned to begin early stages of development shortly. Mayor Ryan says that 2-4,000 to 4,000 new jobs will be generated by the project, however the region of Durham feels that the plan requires greater scrutiny. Turning to sports news, Vancouver city councilors have decided to wait until next year to put forth a bid for the 2030 Olympic Games. It was reported earlier this week that Vancouver officials would be submitting their bid before the end of the year. The motion to defer was put forth in order to give the city more time to plan on venues and housing for the games. Riot Radio weather. The unseasonably warm temperatures remain with us as we'll go down to a low of seven degrees tonight. Looking at possible record highs tomorrow with a balmy 15 degrees expected. Clear skies continue throughout most of the week, a high of 13 expected for Monday. It's currently 16 degrees outside the studios here in Oshawa. For Riot Radio News, Sports and Weather, I'm Richard Evans. Welcome to this edition of The Grapevine. I'm your host, Richard Evans. Thank you for joining me. On today's program, we'll take a look at the pitfalls of online shopping as the holiday season approaches. We'll talk a bit about the late, great Sean Connery. And on our Durham Focus segment, we'll check in with Royal Canadian Legion President Cheryl Hodgson as we gear up for Remembrance Day.
0: News, events, people, and places. This is DC Focus, Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham Durham region.
5: Another Remembrance Day is fast approaching, and like everything else in today's world, COVID is going to dictate how we observe the day differently than ever before. Synonymous with the November 11th is the Royal Canadian Legion, an organization that since its inception in 1925 has come to personify Remembrance Day for millions of we Canadians. The poppies that we wear and the services we attend to commemorate our fallen soldiers have been spearheaded by the RCL since the beginning right up until present day. The Legion Branch in Uxbridge, Ontario is one of the oldest in Canada. Opened in 1930, the chapter has recognized and served veterans from every war and police action that Canadians have taken part in from World War I to present day. What's interesting to note is that there have been disagreements over the years amongst RCL members as to who exactly is considered to be a veteran. Apparently one does not necessarily have to have fought in an armed conflict in order to earn the designation. I sat down with Cheryl Hodgson, president of Branch 170 in Uxbridge, who had this to say about what constitutes a veteran.
6: Well, I I served all through... Uh, the Cold War and, and peacetime. time. I, n- I never ever saw action. I never had to go outside of Canada, um, anything like that. I was very lucky. Worked in warehouses and offices my whole time. Shipped a lot of people away, but never actually served in any of those kinds of conflicts. I never thought of myself as a veteran either. And uh, one day I sat down with a bunch of the old ones here, and I said, I want to tell you my life story. Don't give me an answer at the end, whether you consider me a vet or not. They all came back soundly saying that i was definitely a veteran um that uh, matter of fact i did more time than a lot of them ever did in the military so it's, it worked out really great it's given me a really good rapport with all the old second world war and and older veterans all the way around so it's been good
5: hodgson went on to explain that there would be no remembrance day parade this year as there has been every year as long as anyone in the community can remember there will, however, be a virtual ceremony which will be broadcast live beginning at 10.50 a.m. on November 11th. One of the highlights of the day, no matter where you observe ceremonies, is the reading of In Flanders Fields. Legion President Hodgson enlightened me on a little-known fact about the infamous poem.
6: John McCrae wrote the poem, but I don't know if you know the origin of the poem is about a friend of his that he had just buried. and uh, And he was very broken up about it. So he wrote this poem and um, he threw it away he rolled it up and threw it away and Cyril Allison um, actually picked that poem up and um, and that's how it ended up being published otherwise it would have been a poem that would not have been.
5: This year when we pay our respects to the brave men and women who fought and died for our freedom perhaps we can take a moment to remember all of the more recent warriors who have lost their battle far too early.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
5: I'm Richard Evans. Welcome back to The Grapevine. The Christmas season is fast approaching, and that means one thing. Shopping. For trees, ornaments, gifts, of course, alcohol, holiday dinnerware, more alcohol. This, of course, is nothing new. But how is the pandemic going to change this year's festivities? COVID-19 has seemingly touched every aspect of our lives, so it stands to reason that Christmas is going to be different from any other.
7: I
8: must find some way to keep Christmas from coming.
5: Now, normally for the next two months until Christmas Day, we put on our protective headgear and head out to the local shopping mall which of course starts out with the ever-popular parking game, you know this one, circling the lot over and over until you happen to be next to someone going to their car. Once you're in there, you're assaulted by elevator-style Christmas music, lineups to your favourite shops, lineups which of course are going to be longer now due to social distancing, and finally finding that perfect shaver for Dad and paying twice what it cost one week ago. Is it possible we're actually going to miss that this year? Since the pandemic hit back in March of this year, online shopping has gone through the roof, far surpassing brick-and-mortar purchasing. An estimated 1.8 billion people worldwide regularly shop online. This means that well over 50% of us favor cyber shopping. Staggering numbers and truly fatal for so many of our favorite stores. But are there risks to web-based commerce? Experts all agree that there most certainly are. IT expert Chris Esser warns of the dangers. Need to make sure that there's shopping securely. Look for the uh, HTTPS, make sure of that, as well as the padlock. More Canadians than ever before will be making online purchases, and unfortunately for traditional stores, this makes perfect sense given the dire need to social distance. Now, I personally prefer to shop in-store so I can see up close what it is I'm buying. But having made it this far without contracting this disease, I'm going to be much more comfortable behind my screen happily filling my virtual cart. remember to breathe take that few moments to gather your thoughts then simply move on we here at the grapevine know that times are tough some of you or your loved ones may be hurting but always remember you're not alone i'm richard evans and on behalf of all of us here at the grapevine and riot radio we're here for you be well Legendary Hollywood actor Sir Sean Connery has passed away at the age of 90. Family and friends have revealed that Connery had been battling dementia for some time and that he slipped away peacefully with his family by his side. Best known as the original, and many say best, James Bond, Connery reprised the role seven times, the first being Dr. No, released in 1962, and the last for Connery being Never Say Never Again in 1983. The character of James Bond is based on novels by Sir Ian Fleming, who wrote his first Bond book back in 1958. Legendary producer Albert Cubby Broccoli approached Fleming with the idea of casting a then-little-known Connery in the role of James Bond. Ironically, Fleming initially thought that Connery was not manly enough to play the role and asked Broccoli to continue his search for a leading actor. Fleming eventually agreed to allow Connery a screen test and was sold almost immediately. Connery managed to step outside the Bond character for numerous successful film roles over his illustrious career. The Hunt for Red October, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, and Highlander, to name a few, but perhaps his best role was in The Untouchables, where he played a tough Chicago cop, Jim Malone, teaching Elliot Ness how to get Capone. want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. The role earned Connery a Best Supporting Actor Oscar in 1988. Connery was not without his moments of scandal during his career, the first of which stems back to a comment made to Playboy magazine in 1965, where he suggested that it would be alright to hit a woman if the reason was justified. A comment that raised eyebrows back then, but even more so when during an interview with Barbara Walters in 87, Connery stood by his earlier comment. It wasn't until 1997 when Connery first appeared to have changed his mind on his notorious stance. Connery was awarded the American Film Institute's Life Achievement Award in 2006, presented to him by none other than Harrison Ford. Many charities benefited from his generosity, including a number of Scottish-based charitable organizations, as well as a handful of American Veterans Affairs concerns. Connery was always very quiet about his involvement, and remained so until his final days. Sean Connery, dead at the age of 90 that's it for today's program thank you for listening tune in next week when i'll be back with another installment of the grapevine right here on riot radio i'm richard evans be
0: safe stay well and i'll see you soon this is riot radio news
9: I'm Megan Hamilton, this is what's making news this hour. The Quebec City-based company, Medicago, has announced promising test results for its plant-arrived vaccine for COVID-19. The company received a promising antibody after just two doses on their vaccine candidate. Medicago says the side effects were mild to moderate and only lasted a short period of time. The phase one trial was a randomized study of 180 healthy people and will continue into the next phase. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is the first international leader to personally congratulate Joe Biden on being elected U.S. president. The phone call took place as Donald Trump refused to concede, making allegations of electoral fraud. Trudeau and Biden discussed a variety of topics, including COVID-19, anti-Black racism, and climate change. Biden stated that he's working very closely with Trudeau on ways to advance global health security. Trudeau will be working with the Trump administration until Biden takes over on January 20th, 2021. In sports, the NBA voted on Thursday to support the notion of starting the upcoming season on December 22nd. The MBPA board has a lengthy process ahead of them to work out before the season reopening is official. This includes how much escrow will be taken from players' salaries, how the league and players will navigate testing, as well as other health and safety issues. Riot Radio weather. Today will be sunny with a high of 19 degrees and a low of 14, with a chance of showers overnight. Tomorrow will be sunny with a chance of showers. It will feel like 15 degrees with a low of 3 in the evening. It's currently 19 degrees and sunny out. Enjoy the warm weather while it lasts. For Riot Radio News, I'm Megan Hamilton.
0: News, events, people and places. This is DC Focus where Durham College shares news about the Durham
9: region. Welcome to Spill the Tea. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton. On today's show, we'll be talking about a whole lot of women power. Stay tuned to hear the details. That'll all be coming up on Spill the Tea. This week on DC Focus... Less than a year after what was meant to be the last Oshawa-made GM vehicle at the end of 2019, Unifor and GM Canada has proudly announced they will restart auto assembly at the Oshawa GM plant in 2022. The plant will manufacture light and heavy-duty pickup trucks. This announcement means there will be a return of up to 2,500 jobs and a billion-dollar investment. The union was in strike position as of midnight, but negotiations continued past the deadline, and the result was an incredible victory. The $1.3 billion will be used for a new body shop, a new assembly line, and to help fix the paint shop. GM will start hiring their members back in August of 2021 and to have their vehicles rolling off the assembly line by mid-2022. GM also announced they'll be reaching into the community of Oshawa and hiring new young workers in the auto industry as well. The community is really happy with the turnout. It's amazing to hear that there's going to be a comeback of rehires. It's the best kind of news to hear during these tough times. In other good news, if you're looking for more stores that feature products from local makers, I know the exact direction to point you. Markets by Dream Day is a business created locally in Brooklyn, Ontario, founded by Sarah Ibick. The store began as a cookie shop, and as the business thrived, she teamed up with other local makers at a Christmas pop-up market. It was so successful that she began looking for a permanent space, and her new local maker market was created. The store has been open in Brooklyn for just over a year, but the new Bowmanville location is in the works. There will be more than 100 local makers featured. This is great news in the small business industry. Sarah says the motto is shop local to help your community grow, and I absolutely agree with that statement. Check out Sarah's shop and try broadening your shopping comfort. Take a glimpse into what the small businesses have to offer. Help your neighbors and community succeed. That's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio. Stay tuned for Spill the Tea.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
9: Welcome to Spill the Tea. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton, and today's topic is about one of my all-time favorite and empowering topics of this generation. And that, my friend, is woman power. We'll be diving into a different examples of women power that have been taking over all platforms this past week, besides the election, of course. Starting with Miss Lady Gaga, the singer, songwriter, producer, actress, and activist used her platform in the best way possible last week. Lady Gaga joined Biden on his final campaign rally before the election, alongside John Legend, Jill Biden, and Harris's husband, Doug Emhoff. Gaga's speech was empowering as she used her voice to bring attention to younger generations on the power that voting has. I love Lady Gaga. She's always carried herself in the best way and has done everything to show young people what the world has to offer and how we can make a change to do so. And all the men with daughters and sisters and mothers... Everybody, no matter how you identify, now is your chance to vote against Donald Trump, a man who believes his fame gives him the right to grab one of your daughters or sisters or mothers or wives by any part of their bodies. Vote for Joe.
8: He's a good person. Thank you.
9: After her speech, Gaga took the stage later again, cozied up to her grand piano, and put on the performance of a lifetime.
6: Since it came around, been a long time, but I'm back in town. This time I'm not living without you. I'm not leaving without your vote tonight, you know
8: that, right? You taste like whiskey when you kiss me, oh, I'd give anything again to be your baby doll.
9: Wow, that woman has a voice. Speaking of women with a voice, I want to give a big congratulations to Kamala Harris on being the first woman VP. Not only that, she is the first woman of color to be VP. This is a huge change and a giant step into the revolution of women's rights. After the election win was announced, Kamala took to Instagram and posted the most powerful message to women around the world. Here's a little clip.
0: And to the children of our country, regardless of your gender, our country has sent you a clear message. Dream with ambition, lead with conviction, and see yourselves in a way that others may not, simply because they've never seen it before. But know that we will applaud you every step of the way.
9: You can find the full video on her Instagram page. I'm very proud to speak to you today as a woman with a voice myself. Girl, I know you're listening right now. And I want to tell you how proud I am of North America for making a change that not only impacts the U.S., but impacts Canada and the rest of the world as we know it. Kamala may be the first, but she definitely will not be the last. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next week for some more tea to spill, an informative DC focus, and more. This is Megan Hamilton for Riot Radio.
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. This is
8: Riot Radio News. Hello, you are listening to Right Radio, I am Shivang Brombert and this is what making news this are. Teachers and some other staff members at a Scarborough Public School refused to work Monday after a COVID-19 breakout uh, was declared inside the school last week on Friday. It was revealed that nine staff members and two students tested positive for the virus at Glomorgan Junior Public School, located near Bridge Mountain Road and Highway 401. 48 students were asked to self-isolate as a precaution by Toronto Public Health. Scarborough School reports 11 confirmed COVID cases, 9 staff and 2 students. An outbreak was declared in one wing of the building, but the rest of the school remains open. Don McMillan, who speaks for the Toronto Education Workers Local 4400, said closing just one wing of the school wasn't enough, whereas Toronto Public Health has said that the school is safe. Coming to sports, Michael Hutchinson returns to the Maple Leaf with the scars from the last time, uh, which also took a toll on his family. Talking about the weather, it will be 3 degrees low and a high of 5 degrees. Tomorrow will be more sunny with 14 degrees high and 9 degrees low. For the right video, I'm Shivang Prabhat. Hello, how are you? I'm Shivang. Welcome to my show, Easy Peasy, where today we will talk about a serious matter which includes us and our daily routine activity on DC Focus. This time, new pickering development will destroy wetlands. Coming up next.
0: News, events, people and places. This is DC Focus, Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham region.
8: On DC Focus this week, the province has approved a massive project in Bickering that will destroy a 22-hectare provincial significant wetland, a move that has alarmed environmental groups and the mayor of the neighboring town who says the project is being rammed. Though The Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing issued a ministerial zoning order late Friday afternoon to fast-track a development-dubbed project Lone Star. Which includes a warehouse distribution center and a film studio at Squares Bridge Road and Bailey Street in Pickling, uh, just south of the 401. Pickering City Council asked the province for the MSO um, in the May this year after the lawyer for the developer, Aaron Kagan, suggested an MZO would kickstart the city's economy. Further loanstern required certain assurance and guarantees if it will. Be considering the location of Pickering. He added, at such, we needed an expedited this timelines or risk losing a new dollar hundred million investment up to twenty million in an annual commercial tax revenue and two thousand new jobs.
3: You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
8: Hello, and I'm Shuang Brahmat, and you are listening to my show, Easy Busy. Well, we have used excessive amount of natural resources, but when it's giving back, we do not give them. What is one of the resources that we do not use, but we do waste them. Canada is known for its water. After all, we have an abundance of rivers, lakes, and even three oceans, and we are the home of the largest freshwater lakes in the world. But having access to so much of water, so much of clean water, has its consequences, one of which could be taken it for granted, leaving the tap running to get colder water using the washing machine for a shirt or two when you could hand wash it or taking long hot showers. Canada is the home to one-fifth of the world's freshwater water but that doesn't mean we can waste it. In fact, there are some regions whose water is threatened. These days as noted by EPA, the average US households leaks an account for more than 10,000 gallons of water wasted every year or amount of water needed to be washed 270 loads of laundry and 10% of homes have leaks that um, waste 90 gallons or more per day from sources including worn toilet uh, flappers dripping focus and other leaking values governments at all levels should encourage the development and implementation of policies such as ending and conservation pricing as well as technology that will reduce the c- consumption and loss of water as long as Uh, low-income families are protected. This year, Canada Water Week organizers also are reminding people about their water uh, footprint, uh, how much water is hidden in daily activities and purchase. The average Canadian consumes nearly 6,400 liters that is 1,690 gallons of water every day. More than 90% of water is ambient in food, clothes and products. There are numerous related uh, events planned for Canada Water Week in 2015. If this continues, in the next few years, we will be out of water. Uh, the government have to take necessary steps and put on the price of every liter of water. When we are having a free water today, we we won't be having a free water in the future if we waste so much of water. Now look, I know this is hard for us. To accept the fact that we do use the natural resources in a bad manner. We have always uh, used nature. We have always used animals. But the fact to the matter is, we cannot waste water in such conditions that we have to pay for it in the future. We cannot lose water. Uh, And if we are losing water, the water can be extinct in a few years for our next generations. It is important. The water should get in a proper amount of uh, way and manner. So this week was all about water. So wrapping up my show. If you want to discuss any topic, you can send us an mail. You can search on rightradio.ca and search my show name, Easy Peasy. Or you can text me on Instagram handle. So I have to leave now. Till then, see you. Bye-bye. Take care and see you next week.
10: This is Riot Radio
0: News.
10: Hello, welcome back. I'm Irish Kumar and this is What Making News This Hour trial for Alec Minassi drove a van on a crowded North York sidewalk and killing 10 people injuring 16 others in April of 2018. At trial set to begin today, now it's going to be held virtually over Zoom and it's expected to take several days. Now it's not a matter of determining what he did or if he did this, it is whether or not he'll be held responsible. Jeopardy remembers Alec Trebek with a special opening on Monday night. The first episode of Jeopardy following the death of Alec Trebek aired on Monday night. Though he will still grace our screens for a couple of months, the special episode opened with a message for longtime hosts from Jeopardy's executive producer Mike Richards. Sunshine right now, it's beautiful Tuesday morning. I'm Irish Kumar.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information,
10: and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. Now in sports, Robert Wickens continues to reach new milestones in his recovery from a spinal cord injury. The Canadian driver releases a video on his Twitter account of him driving a car for the first time since his devastating crash back in 2018. Jimmy Johnson finishes fifth and final race of NASCAR career. Jimmy Johnson strode into his final news conference of his NASCAR career wearing a black hat with one final shot on the front. Today he was told that the first driver in the room after Sunday's race at Phoenix Raceway. The seven-time cup champion had a quick response. Coming to in Ashwa. Today is 18 degrees Celsius and a cloudy sky with a high of 21 degrees and a low of 12 degrees. And tomorrow, that is 11th of November, will be 17 degrees Celsius with the rain and a high of 17 and a low of 1 degree. For Right Radio News, I'm Mairish Kumar.
0: News, events, people and places. This is DC Focus, DC Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham, Durham region. region.
10: Hello, I'm Irish Kumar and welcome back to my show Insomnia Nights and today we will be doing our normal DC focus and our story together. How, you may ask. Today, we, yes, you and me, are going to look at Durham region's five most haunted places. So next time you're near one of these places, just don't be a wuss, take a picture and tag me at Insomnia Nights on Facebook. So without further ado, let's get started. First up is the coast road of Scugog Island located in Port Perry. The legend goes that in or around 1968, a young man was testing the limits of a motorcycle on an old concession road on Scugog Island. He was on a straightway pushing the engine as fast as he could. The road is not too long and soon as he realizes he was running out of the road and heading far too fast on the spot where the road meets the ninth concession. About 100 meters from the south near end, he lost control, plowed into a field, banged his head on a rock and met his end that way. People say they see sounds and motorcycles accompanied with a light to this day. Next, we have a former Whitby Psychiatric Hospital. Before it was torn down, the site was a drinking spot for local youths, but some went to have a supernatural encounter, and a few reportedly left in a hurry after terrifying unexplained occurrences. Next up, we have Trafalgar Castle Whitby, Sounds cool, right? Sheriff Reynolds' former home, once the largest private residency in the country. It's a school now, and students and others have told of footsteps and doors that open and close on their own. Moving, Moving further east from Whitby is Oshawa, where our Durham College is. And here is Canadian Automotive Museum. And it is said that voices and other eerie sights and sounds lead some to believe many spirits inhabit the museum. I wonder if those spirits like cars. And they love cars too. But the last, not the least, it is Salem Cemetery in Ajax. A strange parking dog and other odd incidents have been reported over the years. Nothing much to say about this place, but the place speaks on its own. Thank you everyone for listening, Insomnia Nights with me. It's been your boy, Irish Kumar. Check me out on Facebook. Go to riotradio.ca to listen to more shows. And see you next time.
0: This is Riot Radio News.
7: I'm Benjamin Smith, and here's what's making news today. Ontario reports 1,328 new recorded cases of COVID-19, marking a new record for the second day in a row. This brings us to a total of 2,460 cases over the entire weekend. Both of these totals have surpassed the previous high of 1,050, which was reported this past Tuesday. Since the last daily report, Health Minister Christine Elliott said the province processed just under 37,000 tests. Ontario says it wants to build up a capacity for 100,000 tests for the coronavirus every day by sometime in mid-December, although the province has never surpassed its current capacity of about 50,000. And Joe Biden has been elected the 46th president of the United States, along with his running mate Kamala Harris, making history as the first woman and first black vice president of the United States of America. They together promise to unify the divided country in wake of the massive ongoing civil rights movement. Donald Trump has remained very social on social media in the wake of his defeat, calling for recounts and threatening to sue states that have continued the ballot count past election date. And of course, we are expected to see some wide range implications for Canadian politics as well. We hope this is a new beginning for a great relationship between Trudeau and Biden. And in sports today, the Blue Jays are the first to make a big player move this offseason, signing Robbie Ray to a one-year, $8 million deal. Robbie Ray is coming off a pretty rough season. Resigning Robbie Ray wasn't a terrible move for the Jays club, but the question is whether or not he is worth the $8 million deal. And the NBA has decided they'll start their next season while the NHL works away. We've heard for a while now that the NHL has plans to start the next season in November. Then it was pushed back to December, and then pushed back now to January. In weather today, we have a high of 19 and sunny for the majority of the day, continuing into Monday with a beautiful high of 21. And the rest of the week is also looking warm, staying in the high teens with a great amount of shine into next weekend. It sure seems like we are blessed with the weather the past week as we start to move deeper into the fall. How is everyone doing? I'm Benji and welcome to Film Real News. Coming up on the show today on DC Focus, we have some news from the Royal Canadian Legion across the Durham region. Also on the show today, we will be looking at some Mandalorian news, along with some new Spider-Man news and how filming has been going on set. That is all coming up on Film Real News, right now on Riot Radio.
0: News, events, people and places. This is DC DC Focus. Where Durham College shares news about the Durham region.
7: This week on DC Focus, of course, Remembrance Day is coming up in a few days, and everyone wants to make sure that Remembrance Day will be honored this year. Although it may look a little different with safety protocol in place, please join the rate please join the Royal Canadian Legion Branch six oh six in the city of Pickering online to show your support. For Remembrance Day with an online event hosted through the City of Pickering Great Events page on Facebook. If you're in the Pickering area on Wednesday, November 11th, it runs from 1045 a.m. to noon. At 1030 a.m., if you're in the Oshawa area, the Royal Canadian Legion and the City of Oshawa are asking the community to commemorate Remembrance Day virtually by tuning in to the live broadcast at www.rogerstv.com slash durham. The broadcast will feature the laying of wreaths at a Remembrance Day ceremony and closing remarks. The ceremony will not include a parade or gathering in Memorial Park. Community members are asked to not travel to Memorial Park to attend the ceremony in person.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
7: Hello, everyone. You are listening to Film Real News on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Benji, and of course, I'm here to do what I love, and that is talk movies with all of you. As I said earlier today, we are talking about The Mandalorian. As many of you know now, The Mandalorian, the season two, premiered last week with a great, exciting episode. Now, we'll be going into some minor spoilers with the first show's. Now we will be going into some minor spoilers with the show's first episode because it has been live for about over a week now. One of the major elements of last week's episode was the teases with the return of Boba Fett. Now Boba has been M.I.A. since his last appearance back in 83 when he was eaten by the Sarlacc Pit. So this is actually some major Star Wars news in the universe In the episode, we came to see that the new character Cobb Vanth had been donning Boba's armor that he bought it off some Jawas. Jawas are a native species to Tatooine that spends their time scavenging the desert planet. This is how they were able to come into the possession of his armor. It was then revealed at the end of the episode that the Mandalorian was being watched by Boba Fett the entire time. It seems Boba is interested in taking his father's armor back for good. We got our second episode this past Friday, but it opened with a smaller subplot and the attention was not directly on further developing the main storyline involving Boba and rehoming the child. So I don't know about you, but I'm super excited for next week's episode to learn what is to come. And of course, this wouldn't be film real news without a little bit of Marvel news. So Marvel star Tom Holland shared a brand new look at Spider-Man 3 for an important reason. The actor posted a behind-the-scenes look on Instagram revealing Peter Parker back in the black and red Spider-Stealth suit. The noticeable difference from the last film is that Spidey is wearing an additional face-covering mask on top of the Spider-Man mask. This has become Tom Holland is very is a very big advocate and he wants his followers to mask up and help slow the COVID spread as he should. Sony raised eyebrows in October when they refused to confirm or deny reports that former Spider-Man co-stars Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield would be joining Holland for an adaptation of a very controversial comic storyline. This is something we talked about last week on Film Real News and... That news seems like it's going to be continuing to roll out as shooting for this movie proceeds. So be here to join us next week for full coverage on everything Marvel and Star Wars. Thank you all for listening. I've been your host, Benji, and that's all I have for you today. It's been a great show, and please be sure to tune in next week for more movie news. See you next week on Film Real News, right here on Riot Radio.
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio News. I'm
11: Caleb Mako, and this is what's making news this hour. We start the show with some sad news as longtime game show host Ox Trebek has passed away due to his long-awaited battle with cancer. The Canadian-born host of the hit show Jeopardy! revealed that he being diagnosed with stage 4 cancer last March in a video posted on the official Jeopardy! social media accounts. Alex Trebek hosted Jeopardy! for 37 years and passed away at the young age of 80 years old. Trebek will be missed but never forgotten. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Trebek family during this time and mourning. In other news, the US presidential election has just concluded. At least that is the reality for one side. The results show that Joe Biden has won the presidential election, but Donald Trump is not backing down as he accused the Democratic Party of rigging the election in their favor. Trump is demanding for numerous states to have recounts such as Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, all of which Trump was leading in the early stages of the election. But until any definitive evidence is found, it looks like the party of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will become the new president and VP of the United States. Now to sports. In sports, the Ontario Hockey League, also known as the OHL, has made decision to discontinue body checking in their league. Ontario's Minister of Sports said in a statement that the reason for this decision is to slow the spread of COVID-19 in Ontario. A few players in the hockey world have expressed their frustration, saying that hitting is a part of the game and is a key essential for some players trying to make it into the NHL. In other sports news, the World Series winning Los Angeles Dodgers have now reportedly had nine new members of the team test positive for COVID 19. This comes just a few weeks after star third baseman Justin Turner celebrated and ignored COVID protocol after testing positive for COVID 19 in the middle of their last game. Now to weather. Right, radio weather. The forecast for today is supposed to be sunny with a high of 23 and a low of 17 as the weather continues to surprisingly be nice during this time where we should be getting ready to go into winter. Tomorrow shouldn't be too different as it should be sunny once again, but it will be cooler as the temperature high should go down to about 18 degrees Celsius. It's currently 19 and sunny out right now. For Wright Radio News, I'm Mako. Welcome to The Mock Show. I'm your host, Kayla Mako. On today's show, we got a DC Focus feature where we're going to talk about the COVID cases in the Durham region and in the schools. After that, I'm going to talk some politics as a first on the show because it seems there's a lot going on with the US election, sparking conversations everywhere you go. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the upcoming NBA draft and who has the potential to be the next rising star in the league. All that coming up on The Mock
0: Show. News, events, people, and places. This is DC Focus, Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham Durham region.
11: This week on DC Focus, the Durham region has reportedly recorded 51 new cases of COVID-19 as of Friday, which brings the total number of COVID-19 cases since the pandemic started up to 2,760 cases. Authorities say that there are a total of 201 active cases of COVID-19 in the Durham region, and 193 of those are currently in isolation trying to recover from the virus. Meanwhile, the remaining cases have been hospitalized with four of them being in intensive care. Schools in the Durham region have also taken a bit of a hit to the virus, as there have been outbreaks in eight different schools in the Durham region. According to regional data, the schools that are suffering from the outbreak are Julie Pyatt Public School in Whitby, Pride at St. Jude's Learning Center in Ajax, Canada Christian College in Whitby, All About Kids Childcare Center in Goodwood, St. Francis de Sales Catholic School in Ajax, Walnut Street Junior School Daycare in Whitby, Waterview Childcare in Oshawa, and We Watch in Whitby. All the people that have been affected by this are currently self-isolating and the health departments for the schools are currently trying to track down anyone that may have been in danger of contracting the virus. That's DC Focus right here on Riot Radio. You're
2: listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
11: Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Caleb Mako, and today we're going to talk politics, mainly the 2020 presidential election. I know what you're thinking, but Caleb, aren't you Canadian? Well, yes, I am. But I've also seen so many Canadian citizens become so interested in the US election, whether it's because you genuinely care about what America does as a whole, or just because you think it's funny to watch the two old men that are running argue. In all seriousness, though, I'm not one to care too much about any politics, but with how close this election was the whole way through, it actually made me interested to see who the American people would vote for. Now, in my opinion, I don't care who won the election because whoever wins, I don't think they're going to make any immediate changes. So to me, it doesn't matter. But I do think it is better that Biden won because now we don't have to hear every little thing that Trump does Because, to his credit, he was probably under the biggest microscope that any president has ever been under because of his fame that he had before he was president. On the other hand, I also wouldn't mind if Trump won just as a troll to all the haters and the Karens out there that really have a deep hatred for him. Just because I think it would be funny if, like, he won and, like, all these people just came out and said, like, oh my god, I'm gonna move to Canada and we're just, like, really all dramatic like that. So, I think it would actually be funny just to see them not get their way speaking of people not getting their way, it doesn't seem like very many teams in the nba will be getting their way when it comes to the upcoming nba draft which is set to take place next wednesday on november 18th now the reason the teams might not be getting their way is because the teams with the top three picks don't seem very confident who they're going to be taking which can affect the whole first round of the draft so what i'm going to do i'm going to diagnose how the first three picks of the draft could go and see what would be the best fit for each of the first three teams with the first picks. First up, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves with the first overall pick, and everywhere I look, it seems like they're projected to take LaMelo Ball with their first pick. But I don't think that makes very much sense since they already have D'Angelo Russell, who's an all-star point guard and also plays the same position as LaMelo. The other player I've heard that they might take is James Wiseman, but that makes even less sense than LaMelo Ball because the T-Wolves already have an all-star centerman in Karl-Anthony Towns who also plays the same position as James Wiseman. So ultimately, I think the T-Wolves might trade their first overall pick for a veteran player that they need, or they'll just draft LaMelo and trade Russell because LaMelo has a higher ceiling and it seems like he's going to be a better player in the NBA one day. Next up we got the Golden State Warriors with the second overall pick and I have them taking James Wiseman assuming he's still there for the taking because that's the only position where they don't really have an all-star player because at point guard they have Steph Curry who's a two-time MVP at shooting guard they have Klay Thompson who is arguably the best shooting guard in the league and for small forward and power forward they already have that covered in Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green who are very viable options. The only other thing I could see the Warriors doing with their pick is trading it for a veteran player that can help them win right now, because that's really what they need to do, is win right now. Finally, with the third pick, we got the Charlotte Hornets, and out of all three teams, I think they're the only team that probably won't trade their pick unless they're trying to trade up in the draft. Rumors have been swirling that the Hornets really want James Wiseman, which makes sense because he would fit perfectly. Now, analysts don't see Wiseman falling past the second pick, but they do see LaMelo Ball possibly slipping down the draft, and the Bulls would love to pick him at four. But it wouldn't be a bad option for the Hornets to pick him up, because even though they got Terry Rozier last for agency, I don't see him being the long-term answer, whereas LaMelo Ball definitely can be. If neither of these two are available at the third pick, then their next best option is Anthony Edwards, who is a mature shooting guard who could develop into a good second option for Terry Rozier. Well, that's all the time we got for today. Thanks for listening, and see you next week on The Mock Show, where we'll be back with another DC-focused feature and two new segments. All that right here next week on Riot Radio.
0: This is Riot Radio News.
12: I'm Diego Pizarro. Here's what's making news this hour. Ontario is reporting 1,328 new cases of COVID-19, This is the second day in a row Ontario has broken a new record of cases. 434 of the cases were in Toronto, while there were 385 in Peel, 71 in Ottawa, and 56 in Durham Region. The government of Ontario says it aims to build capacity for up to 100,000 tests a day by the middle of December. However, the province has yet to pass its current capacity of 50,000 tests a day. Since winning the U.S. election, President-elect Joe Biden has had a lot to deal with, including a claim of voter fraud from President Donald Trump. Biden spoke to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on the phone yesterday. Trudeau congratulated Biden on his election win, and the two discussed a large range of topics including COVID-19, climate change, racism, and China's imprisonment of two Canadian citizens. Trudeau also brought up some of the recent trade challenges between our two nations, as well as the Keystone Pipeline, which Biden suggested he wants canceled. In other news, the Canadian dollar is at its strongest against the U.S. dollar since 2018, trading at 130 to the greenback or 77 U.S. cents around the middle of the morning before easing slightly. This comes following positive COVID-19 vaccine news and Joe Biden's U.S. election win. Riot Radio weather. Clear and sunny today with a high of 22. It will remain clear overnight with a low of 9. Partly cloudy tomorrow with a high of 18. It's currently 17 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Diego Pizarro. Hello, I'm Diego Pizarro, host of The Diego Show. This week on the show, we're going to be looking at Canadian broadcasting, particularly paying tribute to a fallen Canadian broadcasting icon and one of Canada's longest-lasting radio regulations. That's all coming up on The Diego Show right here on Riot
0: Radio. News, events, people, and places. This is DC DC Focus where Durham College shares news about the Durham region.
12: On Durham Focus this week, I'll be talking about current events at Durham College and potential economic growth for Durham region. Coming up at Durham College is the Art of Great Conversation webinar being held on November 18th from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. by the Institute of Student Leadership. Technology is a constant in everyone's lives. Whether you're scrolling through Facebook, watching cats on YouTube, or getting upset on Twitter, we're all absorbed by that bright screen. This has caused us to lose the skills we have to connect with each other. This webinar will help you develop your social skills that will take you through life and might help you reconnect with people you might've lost touch with over the years. If you'd like to sign up, visit cocurricular.mycampus.ca and log in with your MyCampus login and password. Click on the events slash section to locate the event and register. Durham College Civil Engineering students are teaming up with Confederation College students for an exercise that will better prepare them for the workforce. The task will see Confederation College students hand-drafting an object located on their campus and communicating the information required virtually for DC students to create a final engineered design in AutoCAD. The exercise is meant to mimic real industry scenarios. Very interesting stuff. Some great news for Durham Region. The Ontario government has sped up the development of Durham Live, an entertainment destination located in Pickering. The city approved a minister's zoning order to expedite the construction of the project. Durham Live will include a performing arts centre, casino, film studio, hotels, restaurants, and a convention centre. The project is expected to create more than 10,000 jobs. The region of Durham and the city of Pickering have also come to an agreement to further move along the project after some concerns related to traffic congestion and overpass issues. Traffic studies will be done and the required intersections will be completed. This is great news. Seems like there's a bright future ahead for Durham Region. And to keep up with the many changes coming its way, stay right here on Riot Radio. You're listening to the Broadcasting
2: for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham Durham College. College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot
12: Radio. Hi, welcome to The Diego Show. This week, we lost a Canadian icon. Alex Trebek died at the age of 80 on November 8, 2020, after a long battle with pancreatic cancer. Alex was raised in Sudbury, Ontario. He began his broadcasting career in 1961 at the CBC, doing any job they would give him. He eventually went on to host the CBC National Radio News. In 1973, Alex moved to the U.S. and began hosting game shows including The Wizard of Odds and High Rollers. But in 1984, Alex got the gig that would make him a legend. He became the host of the revived version of the trivia show, Jeopardy. Alex injected new energy into the show and went on to host the show for 36 successful years. Alex was known as a kind man. He faced this terrible disease with bravery, saying he was not afraid to die and was never going to give up. As a broadcasting student, I am thankful for the contributions he made to the broadcasting industry. Godspeed, Alex Trebek. Continuing with our look at Canadian broadcasting here on The Diego Show, I'm going to talk about CanCon. CanCon is short for Canadian content. And these regulations have been dominating our radio stations here in Canada since the early 70s. But in order to understand CanCon, we have to go back to the late 1960s. Rock and roll and teen culture are at an all-time high. FM radio is beginning to take a hold in the mainstream, and portable radios were coming out in much higher quality. But Canadian teens were not blaring Canadian music out of their radios, with most DJs' attention on the US and UK music scenes. In 1968, only one Canadian act topped the Canadian charts. It was Steppenwolf, and only three out of their five members were actually Canadian. In order to help Canada's failing music scene, the Canadian Radio-Television Telecommunications Commission, or the CRTC, held hearings to find a solution. Out of this came the Maple System. Created by Stan Cleese, founder of the Juno Awards, the Maple System is a method of figuring out what qualifies as Canadian content. It had four aspects. Music was the music composed by a Canadian. Artist is the song performed by a Canadian artist. Performance was the performance of the song recorded in Canada. And lyrics were the lyrics written by a Canadian. In order to qualify as Canadian content, a song has to fulfill two of these requirements. In 1971, the CRTC introduced regulations requiring radio stations to play 25% Canadian content. Since then... The quota has been raised to 40% for most radio stations. The regulations were a success almost immediately. In 1972, 57 Canadian songs cracked the Canadian Top 40, with three going number one. The 1970s saw the rise of Canadian content based in Canada, with bands like Max Webster, Trooper, and April Wine dominating the Canadian airwaves. And these bands still get a lot of airplay on classic rock and oldies radio to this day but from CanCon, some controversy arose. Many felt the government had overstepped its bounds by telling radio stations what to play. But nonetheless, the mandate persisted, and I argue that it has really helped the Canadian music scene a lot. It has allowed us to compete with the entertainment juggernaut that is the United States. And since its creation, many of music's biggest stars have come from Canada, including Alanis Morissette, Rush, Brian Adams, Celine Dion, and Shania Twain. This continues even today as Canadian music seems to be bigger than ever, with stars like Drake, Justin Bieber, and The Weeknd dominating the charts this past decade. Supporting your home country is always a good thing. It makes our community stronger. And as a Canadian, I hope that even more Canadian talent will get a chance at the spotlight in the future. Thank you very much for listening to The Diego Show. Now take off, eh?
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
12: Thank you for listening to The Diego Show. Be sure to tune in next week, right here on Riot Radio.
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. This is Riot Radio News. I'm
13: Khalil Birch, and here's what's making news this hour. Alex Shebeck host of the game show Jeopardy! has passed away at the age of 80 due to his battle with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. He hosted the show for over 37 years and is truly the face of one of the world's favorite game shows. Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy! had these words to say. He will forever be an inspiration for his constant desire to learn, for his kindness, and for his love of his family. We will air his final 35 episodes as they were shot. That's what he wanted. On behalf of everyone here at Jeopardy, thank you for everything, Alex. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said today that Pfizer's promising COVID-19 vaccine trial is an encouraging development and could be the first step towards restoring Canada's social and economic life. Canada already placed orders for Pfizer and its German partner, Biotech, for 20 million doses of the two-dose vaccine so that it can be deployed here as soon as the company gets the necessary approvals from Health Canada. Now onto sports. Roethlisberger threw all three of his touchdown passes after shrugging off an injury and the Steelers improved to an 8-0 for the first time in the storied franchise history, avoiding what might have been the biggest upset in the NFL season in a 24-19 victory over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Roethlisberger has also tested positive for COVID-19. He was one of the four players the NFL's lone remaining undefeated team placed on the list, along with offensive lineman Gerald Hawkins, running back with Jalen Samuels, and linebacker Vince Williams. For Riot Radio weather today, a warm 20 degrees with showers and a drop to 16 tonight. Tomorrow, expect 18 degrees with the showers ending in the morning. It's currently 20 degrees. For Riot Radio News, I'm Khalil Birch. Hello, hello, this is Khalil Birch and welcome back to the Birch Boy Show. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, what's going on to your next door neighbors, DC Focus, we're looking into Durham region and looking at the local news and what's going on with COVID and for the second episode of the Birch Boy Gaming News segment we're gonna be going over what's going on this week in gaming and you guessed it it's the console launch week it's huge xbox series x launches the launch sorry it launched today and the ps5 is launching tomorrow so this week is huge a lot of new next gen games coming out and we're gonna take a look at some of the uh specifications when it comes to these consoles should you grab one should you wait that's all coming up on riot radio stay tuned
0: News, events, people, and places. This is DC Focus, Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham Durham region.
13: Welcome back to DC Focus. Today, we are going to be going over the COVID-19 situation in the Durham region. We always hear about Ontario's numbers, but what about Durham region? What about our next-door neighbors? So, here we go, referring to the Durham region news website. Be sure to go over there for any other specific details on the COVID-19 situation in our region. So, starting off, Durham has reported 53 new COVID-19 cases on Tuesday, the highest number in about a week. There are 251 active cases in Durham as of November 10th today who are isolating at home and 12 in hospital, four of whom are in the intensive care unit. There are 92 active cases in Ajax, which continues to have the highest number in Durham. Three new COVID-19 cases were reported in Durham schools on Tuesday, one at Sinclair Secondary School, one at Brooklyn High School, and one additional case at Dunbarton High School. As of November 10th, there are 44 active cases in Durham schools. The province reported 159 new COVID-19 cases in Ontario schools on Tuesday. One new case of COVID-19 was reported at Durham College. A student who studies at the Center for Food in Whitby, the risk for the campus community is low according to the college. The Civic Recreation Complex Fieldhouse in Oshawa is reopening for rentals and limited public use on November 12th. Drop-in sports will not be reintroduced at this time. Public health protocols are in place at the city recreation facilities, including screening upon entry and plexiglass barriers installed at front of counters. And that was your Durham Region Update, that's DC Focus on Riot Radio. You are listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and
2: Contemporary Media students at Durham College now back to more news campus information and informative talk right here on riot radio
13: hello hello welcome back to uh, another episode or another segment of birch boy gaming where we talk about what's new or what's latest in gaming news and big excitement this week is the week of the next generation of console releases the xbox series x and the ps5 the xbox series x launched today actually and the ps5 launches tomorrow which will be the 11th of november um and yeah i wanted to talk about it and and see if it's worth grabbing one of these consoles right now or if it's you know it's worth the wait so the next generation is all about power speed and incredible levels of visual fidelity that simply weren't possible before microsoft does appear to have the edge on paper terms when it comes to actual sheer computer power but it makes so sen- It makes no sense to actually have the computing power if you don't have any games to back up your system. So, PlayStation is known for its exclusives, being Uncharted, uh, Ratchet and Clank, God of War, or Last of Us. Xbox has ex- is ha- Xbox has its exclusives as well, although fewer, and usually rated worse scores than PlayStation's exclusives. It's ultimately personal preference to be honest but xbox's exclusives are um are halo gears of war and forza this generation's both this new generation both systems are boasting a whole new roster of new next gen games whether these new exclusives will be good we will have to wait and see until they come out i've personally been an xbox fan since i was a child because of my dad uh he put me on halo since i was maybe six or seven and um i've never left the xbox since then um so personally it's just been about the exclusive xbox games for me but recently they've decided to port all of their exclusive xbox games to pc so seeing this i realized that i don't need an xbox anymore and i honestly think pc is the superior system to play games on because of the verticality that it has it's upgradable right so if they're our new system settings that are coming out. Instead of waiting six or seven years for a whole new console, you can just swap out parts in your computer and you're good to go. So since that news came out that Halo was going to PC, Forza is going to be on PC, I decided to make this transition, which I thought was a right call. Um, because actually right now with the new Xbox and the new PS5, there's not many exclusive games that are coming out at launch so having a console you'll just be waiting a few months until the new games come out so i didn't see the reason to even have them at launch right so honestly coming down to my personal decision on what console i would choose like trying to be the least biased as i can because as i said i i've grown up playing xbox i would honestly choose the ps5 i was that was my intention getting a pc and then getting a PS5 for their exclusives. Um, Seeing as PlayStation's exclusives are only on PlayStation, I feel like having a PlayStation and a PC would be the best decision. Although, Xbox has something called the Xbox Game Pass, which is pretty much Netflix, but for video games, which is really cool. And they actually just made a deal with Disney um, allowing you to have Disney Plus with your Xbox One membership or subscription, so that's a huge thing. Um, PlayStation does have their own version called PS Plus, I believe. Uh, I'm hearing it's not as good when it comes to the selection of games, but when it comes to the actual subscription service that Xbox has, being Xbox Game Pass, it is just—it's hard to pass up. It's 25 bucks, I think it's 25 bucks a month, but the plethora of games, like it's—it's it's incredible. Thank you so much for tuning into the Birch Boy Show here on Riot Radio. Be sure to check in next week for more news and another Birch Boy gaming segment. Have a good one.
0: This is Riot Radio News.
14: I'm Valentina Barros. This is What's Making News This Hour. The entire province of Manitoba is going into Level red this Thursday due to COVID cases rising. Dr. Ben Rousing, the province's chief public health officer, said these next few weeks will be difficult for many. Restrictions include no social gatherings, gyms and fitness centers must close, retail businesses listed as critical services such as grocery stores and pharmacies can remain open at 25% capacity. Schools and daycares will stay open, as officials are not seeing much transmission within schools. Pfizer shared an early peek at the data on its coronavirus vaccine, suggesting the shots may be surprisingly 90% effective at preventing COVID-19. Canada is among several countries that have signed a deal with Pfizer to secure millions of doses of the possible vaccine. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau emphasized Monday that Pfizer vaccine is one of a broad range of candidates the government has secured access to should it ultimately be successful. U.S. President Donald Trump faces legal challenges when he leaves the White House. Trump, who is no stranger to lawsuit in a career as a real estate builder, professional football team owner, and casino magnate, will be consumed by meetings with lawyers and possibly depositions on the oath or testimony at trial. Come late January, he loses protections the U.S. legal system affords to a sitting president, former prosecutor says. For the weather today, it is mainly sunny in the afternoon with 20 degrees. For tonight, it will be mainly clear with cloudy periods and evening with showers developing overnight.
0: News, events, people, and places. This is DC Focus, DC Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham region.
14: What's up? It's Valentina here, and for today's DC Focus, I'll talk about fun activities DCSI has planned for us Durham College students and news about the Durham region. Also on the Hourly Talk, I will talk about my favorite radio show, Ghosted. All of this and more next up on DC Focus.
3: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information,
14: and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio. An X, a truck, and TikTok video have driven one Oxbridge singer to sign a big-time record deal. Country artist Robin Ottolini posted a short clip of her single F-150 inspired by the emotions when she spots the same model her ex drove. The song blew up on social media and before she knew it, Ottolini had gone viral and her single was trending on the viral charts of Spotify and Rolling Stone. Ottolini also got noticed by Warner Music Nashville and signed into their artist rooster. Ottolini says she's excited to continue her career as an artist too and appreciates that Warner recognized her potential as both a songwriter and performer. DCSI is hosting Tuesdays with DC Students, Inc., where every Tuesday students can hang out with fellow classmates online and watch movies or TV shows. This week, they're gathering to watch amazing interiors. If you're interested, visit DCSI's Instagram at DC Students, Inc. Remembrance Day is around the corner, and even though COVID-19 is still here, the Durham region residents want to pause and remember all of the sacrifices made by Canadians during past conflicts. Royal Canadian Legions across Durham Region are making sure Remembrance Day will be honored this year, although it might look a little different. For more information on how to join these events, visit durhamregion.com slash how to heat Remembrance Day in Durham.
8: What am I supposed to do with this time? Yet there's so many holes. I stay afloat, but I'm feel out of control, so petrified.
14: Hi, this is Valentina, and today I'm going to talk about my favorite radio show of all time, Ghosted, hosted by Adam Wild, T.J. and Jax on Virgin Radio. So I found out about this show earlier this year, maybe January, February, before everything went into lockdown. I used to listen to it with my cousin when she drove me to school during the winter. But when the pandemic hit, we were in lockdown, you get the drill. I didn't, went out a lot, and I didn't listen to the radio. I was just home. Uh, but then during the summer, I got a job at a summer camp with my other cousin. And we had to drive there every day for like 30 minutes from Whitby to Markham. And it was a, it was a full, full-time full job. It was like from 8 to 4 p.m. So every day we had to drive there every morning and then leave exhausted in the afternoon. So uh, the first day we went there, we listened to it. And because of our cousin, she recommended it. Like we didn't know about it, but then she recommended it. And we sort of stumbled into it because we didn't plan to do it. Um sideline, this show is on this show is on every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. and we had to be at work by 8 30, but then schedule changes. Uh he scheduled change. He had to be there by 8 and I stayed in the car listening to it. And then I told him what happened on the show and then we played it when we went on we our way home so he could had to listen to it. Now this show, as its title says, helps people find out why they were ghosted. They will take a call from the person that got ghosted, they will explain their situation call the person that goes to them while still on the line, the host um, will ask them what went wrong and ask the person if they will be willing to accept another date and the station will pay the tap. These can only go two ways, horribly wrong and getting rejected again, or everything just being a little misunderstanding and picking where they left off because sometimes they were, uh, the participants were, yeah, like I forgot to text him or text her, she or he is a great person, Um, mostly, when they got ghosted by mistake, it was because they wasn't they weren't sure about their feelings about them or if if they had the same feelings they had. So they didn't want to like risk it and just like go for it and then turn it out to be something completely different. Um, there has been there has there has been lovely stories, but most of them are not lovely. Some of them are a little rough. Um, the show always uh, warns participants that the truth may be hurt. Maybe hard and something that might not listen. So they had to be completely... They had to agree completely of what they're going to hear. Next, um, one of my favorite shows is the first one that I listened to. It was a girl and a boy. So the girl got ghosted by the guy and she said... She she said it was weird. She was shocked that she got ghosted in the first place, place. Because according to her, everything had been lovely. They went to a restaurant, had a social distance walk... They went home and then she heard she heard nothing from him for like two weeks. So on air they called him and asked him what um, what went wrong. They asked him about it and he said yeah, in fact the date was lovely. But the reason he didn't got back to her after that was because she bit her nails during all of the date and called her nasty for doing so while on the call where she's she was in the call. Uh this, uh, <laughs> for a little background, this happened in the summer when COVID cases were going down. Everything was kind of um, opened up a little. Patios were opening way more because of the nice weather. Everyone could sit outside. And, but we, we were still weary of COVID and we still we still are. So one of the examples he said, like, she will be biting her nails and then touching stuff. So it will spread the virus. I don't blame the guy. It is true like you shouldn't be beating your nails and then putting them back in your mouth and then touching stuff in the street you never know and especially with this uh co- the COVID-19 situation you should be extra careful um the girl even even though it's true <laughs> the girl uh, insisted that that was rude and they just went their separate ways it was kind of funny because the guy insisted on taking the date by himself he said like the extra the the free dinner sorry sound lovely so he will take it but Again, they said that's not how it works. Both parties have to agree so we have to, uh, so we can pay the tap. I'm not saying I'm happy when things go wrong, but it's pretty funny. I wouldn't try myself. I wouldn't go on air and say, I got ghosted. Please help me. I would just leave it alone or reach out to the person myself. <laughs> um, but it's a pretty funny show. I love it. I make sure to listen. Even though I'm not in that summer job anymore, I make sure I listen most of the time on Tuesdays or Thursdays because their episodes are very funny it has variety can be um just like the 20 year olds it can be single dads single moms like every any anyone can be on the show because everyone can get ghosted no matter their age (laughs) um so if you have to go to your office these days or you're simply running an early errand and you want something fun to listen to and it's a Tuesday or Thursday, definitely give it a listen you for sure enjoy it That's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to The Hourly Talk. See you next week.
15: Welcome to The Zach Show on Riot Radio. This week on The Zach Show, we will bring you news, sports, weather, and a D.C. Durham region focus.
0: This is Riot Radio News.
15: This is a Riot Radio News update, and I'm Zach Kingston. Over the weekend, the world learned that beloved Jeopardy! host Alex Tribeck passed away. Alex was 80 years old. Before Jeopardy! aired its show last night, the executive producer spoke about Alex, his legacy, and Jeopardy! He also spoke about Alex wishes that his final episodes filmed be aired. As a result, Jeopardy! will air his final film episodes. The accused in the Toronto van attack, Alex Manassian, will stand trial today as the start of the trial for the 2018 van attack gets underway. Ontario is reporting the most ever COVID-19 cases since the start of the pandemic, with 1,388 COVID-19 cases to report today. And an engineer who designed gels to mimic gimmicks Human tissue wins Canada's top science prize. In the Monday Night Football game, the New England Patriots defeated the New York Jets 30 to 27. And your weather today is 23 degrees Celsius, precipitation 20 percent, humidity 63 percent, and wind at 24 kilometers per hour.
3: You're listening to the broadcasting for radio and contemporary media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk right here on Riot Radio.
15: Welcome back to the Zack Show on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Zach Kingston.
0: News, events, people, and places. This is DC Focus, Focus. where Durham College shares news about the Durham Durham region. region.
15: A North Durham family is continuing a century-old tradition that dates back as long as it's business. With the opening of Lowe's Furniture in downtown Port Perry at the end of October, John and Ashley Lowe have expanded their family business empire that can trace its roots back to 1860, the opening of a funeral home and a furniture store in the township of Uxbridge. Since that time, the Lowe family has opened a funeral home on Reach Street in Port Perry in 1990, and recently swung the doors open to their very own brand new Scugog Furniture Store on October 23rd. This was following the purchase of the building where the store is currently located last December at 199 Queen Street in Port Perry. This is their 160th year in business, and they wanted to do something exciting to celebrate that. As a result, they made the decision to expand their furniture arm of the business to Scugog. According to Ashley Lowe, they've always loved the historic downtown of Port Perry, and this was a great opportunity to be part of that. Historically, when funeral directors were not busy and carrying out their duties, they would make caskets and other furniture to supplement their income, according to Lowe. The relationship between funeral homes and furniture stores was quite common through the 1900s, she explained. Many funeral homes would also have furniture for sale, and we are only one of a few left in Ontario with both funeral homes and furniture stores. While the Oxbridge Furniture Store has about 10,000 square feet, the Port Perry outlet measures about 2,400 square feet, prompting Lowe's to select the best of the best for what they carry at their Scugog store. The Port Perry store focuses on furniture primarily, Canadian-made and crafted products, but also carries fashion bedding, quilts, and duvets, along with a variety of home decor pieces. The store also sells custom window coverings and offers full interior design services. So Ashley Lowe says, we want to make people have a really positive and welcoming experience when they walk in the doors. When drafting up their plans for the Skugog store, the Losed hoped to open their Scugog location in May, but due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, they were unable to do so. As a result, they opened their store on October 23rd in downtown Port Perry.
2: You're listening to the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media students at Durham College. Now back to more news, campus information, and informative talk, right here on Riot Radio.
15: You're listening to The Zach Show on Riot Radio. Now back to more D.C. and Durham region focus, right here on Riot Radio. Scugog Service Club is looking to support the Port Perry Hospital with a fundraiser. The Port Perry Lions are looking to support local businesses as well as the local hospital through a new coupon book fundraiser. The goal of the Win-Win Coupon Book, says the Skugog Service Club, is to encourage residents to stay safe during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic while shopping close to home which will not only support local business, as well, it will also support the Port Perry Hospital Foundation, as they will receive all the proceeds from these coupon books that are sold. There are 33 small businesses included in the coupon books, each offering various discounts on sales and services, There will be 300 coupon books available for sale, each offering more than $500 worth of savings, and the books will sell for $50 a piece. We want to try and bolster local shopping, according to Karen Thompson, secretary of the Port Perry Lions Club. We are focused on supporting local, not just the hospital foundation, but helping local business through the pandemic so they're here in the spring and not boarded up. The Lions began tossing the idea around in the late summer on how to support community business through the coronavirus crisis by encouraging shopping local before settling on a coupon book plan, according to Thompson, the Lions secretary. The next step, she continued, was deciding on who would receive the proceeds. There are huge demands on the hospital foundation from everything to surgical equipment, to making patients more comfortable, and so forth, and it's endless, according to Thompson. And with the Hospital Foundation also seeing its revenues decline due to COVID-19, causing the cancellation of fundraisers, the partnership seemed like a perfect match, said the club's secretary. It's a simple idea, but it's ingenious, said Rachel the Hospitals Foundation's Chief Executive Officer. It'll help drive shopping, traffic locally, particularly at the holiday season. It, it'll really help shore up business through the remaining challenging times. The coupon book provides discounts across a broad spectrum of Scugog businesses, from retail outlets to those offering various services, as well as local eateries. That was your weekly Zach show on Riot Radio. Thank you very much for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. Have yourself a very great week.
0: This is Riot Radio News.
16: Hi, I'm Crystal Pinnock. This is what's making news this hour. Joe Biden wins U.S. presidential election and promises to unify a divided country. Democrat Joe Biden defeated President Donald Trump to become the 46th president of the United States on Saturday, positioning himself to be a leader who seeks not to divide, but to unify. A nation gripped by an historic pandemic and a confluence of economic and social turmoil. Kamala Harris made history this weekend when she became the first woman, black person and South Asian elected to the nation's second highest office as Vice President of the United States in sports. The NBA has announced a December 22nd, 2020 return, but it will be a 72-game season. Teams will play a 72-game schedule, which will be revealed in the coming weeks. On to the weather. A low tonight of 21 degrees, rain tomorrow with a high of 14 degrees, and a low of 10 degrees. It's currently 24 degrees here in Windsor. Just wanna leave a sweet. Just wanna stay and smile. Yeah. You know you deserve to smile. You deserve the smile. just wanna stay on smile. Welcome to Just Wanna See You Smile. I'm your host, Crystal Pinock. Thank you for joining me today. On today's show, we will have The latest in Durham Region news with DC Focus. And the Remembrance Day ceremony in Windsor Access will be virtual this year. That's all coming up today on Just Want to See You Smile.
0: News, events, people and places. This is DC DC Focus, where Durham College shares news about the Durham Region.
16: Durham reported 53 new COVID-19 cases on Tuesday, the highest number in about a week. There are 251 active cases in Durham as of November 10th, 239 people who are isolated at home, and 12 in hospital, four of whom are in an intensive care unit. There are 92 active cases in Ajax, which continues to have the highest number in Durham. Ontario reported another record-setting daily case count Tuesday, with 1,388 new cases and 29,125 tests completed the previous day. As of November 10th, there are 422 people in Ontario hospitalized with COVID-19, including 82 in an intensive care unit, 54 of whom are on a ventilator. Three new COVID-19 cases were reported in Durham schools on Tuesday one at St. Clair Secondary School, one at Brooklyn High School, and one additional case at Dumbarton High School. As of November 10th, there are 44 active cases in Durham schools. The province reported 159 new COVID-19 cases in Ontario schools on Tuesday. One new case of COVID-19 was reported at Durham College on Tuesday in a student who studies at the Center for Food in Whitby. The risk to the campus community is low, according to college. That's... D.C. Focus right here on Riot Radio. I just want to say a smile. I just want to say a smile, yeah. You know you deserve You deserve the smile. So Welcome back yeah. to Just Wanna See You Smile. I'm your host, Crystal Pinnock. The City of Windsor, Windsor. Windsor has partnered with the Windsor Veterans Memorial Services Committee to plan a scaled back Remembrance Day ceremony at the cenotaph at the City Esplanade downtown. Only pre-registered wreath-bearers, government officials and other participants will be on site due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The public is being asked not to attend because of the limited space and the inability to physically distance. The service will be live-streamed on CBC Windsor's Facebook page and website. It will also be streamed live on the city's Facebook page. Your TV Windsor will repodcast the service at 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. on November 11th. The city has asked veterans and families to make videos reflecting their stories and their experiences, and those will be shared on social media. As the host of the show, what does Remembrance Day mean for me? Remembrance Day and its significance was instilled in me at an early age. While I was still in elementary school, our entire grade 5 class had to learn the poem In Flanders Field, which I can still recite today. In Flanders Field by John McCrae. In Flanders Fields the poppies blow Between the crosses row on row That mark our place and in the sky. The larks still bravely sing and fly. Scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago. We lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. Loved and were loved. And now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw. The torch be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die. We shall not sleep. Though poppies grow in Flanders fields. I've known that poem and memorized it. Since the age of ten years old. Remembrance Day is also special to me. Because I have an older brother that became a father figure to me when my parents were divorced, and we're living with my mom and grandmother. My brother's birthday is on Remembrance Day, and that is very special for me as well. Thanks for listening, and happy Remembrance Day! See you next week on Just Wanna See You Smile on Riot Radio.
0: You're listening to DC Broadcasting, podcast produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College.